Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to a Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could join us, but before we get into the Word this morning, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you for today and for another opportunity to gather together in your name, Lord, to discover your Word and to learn more about you, God. We just ask that you will have your way in this devotional, Lord, that you will minister to each and every one of us our needs, God, in that unique and special way that you do it, Lord. And we invite your Holy Spirit to work in us, Lord, to work in and through us, God, so that we display who you are, God, on on the outside, who you are to us on the inside, Lord, for others to see, God. And that when they hear about you, Lord, and that they see us, that they see you, Christ, Lord. And we just thank you for that opportunity and for you calling us to be ambassadors in your name, Lord. And we celebrate it this year, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's a, it's a good one there, Layla. He has called us to be ambassadors and to the ministry of reconciliation, reconciling all things back to Christ. That's right. So with that. Let's continue our study in Romans. We are beginning chapter 14. And can I get a volunteer to read verses 1 through 9, please? Looks like that's me today. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Hi, Steve. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation, as I've told you I really like that. Okay. The, uh, The heading, as we begin this in my translation, is unity in the midst of diversity. Amen. So beginning at verse 1. Offer an open hand of fellowship to welcome every true believer, even though their faith may be weak and immature, and refuse to engage in debates with them concerning nothing more than opinions. For example, one believer has no problem with eating all kinds of food, but another with weaker faith will eat only vegetables. The one who eats freely shouldn't judge and look down on the one who eats only vegetables, And the vegetarian must not judge and look down on the one who eats everything. Remember, God has welcomed him and taken him as his partner. Who do you think you are to sit in judgment of someone else's household servant? His own master is the one to evaluate whether he succeeds or fails. And God's servants will succeed, for God's power supports them and enables them to succeed. In the same way, one person regards a certain day as more sacred than another, and another person regards them all alike. There is nothing wrong with having different personal convictions about such matters. For the person who observes one day as especially sacred does it to honor the Lord, and the same is true regarding what a person eats. The one who eats everything eats to honor the Lord because he gives thanks to God. And the one who has a special diet does it to honor the Lord. And he also thanks, gives thanks to God. No one lives to himself and no one dies to himself. While we live, we must live for our master. And in death, we must bring honor to him. So dead or alive, we belong to our master. For this very reason, the anointed one died and was brought back to life again so that he would become the Lord God over both the dead and the living. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. That was a rather long adaption of that. But. Oh, it's no, okay. No, that's okay. I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. We love the Word of God. It was thorough. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate thoroughness. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Um, but at this time, I want to open the floor up to each of you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you mm-hmm. and to ask any questions that you have, right? We're learning and growing together. So who would like to begin? Lou, you can go. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, A few devotionals ago, we had been talking about the love commandment and walking in love with our neighbors, treating them as we would have ourselves treated. And Daddy had brought up that Jesus didn't judge anybody. And when he told the disciples, and he said, if I did judge, I would judge rightly because he only said what the Father said and only did what the Father did. And so... um, when Mr. Dean was reading the Passion Translation and Paul had asked the question, who do you think you are to judge another's household servant? Um, gave me a break check, if you will, and caused me to look at myself because I find very often that I'm judging others just based on what my eyes see and what I think their uh, person is or isn't doing. And it causes a lot of problems uh, it's not a surprise and not a shock, but almost every time that I get in trouble, it was something that I was doing and I was judging incorrectly. I didn't, I wasn't listening to the Lord, which I should have been. I just went based off what Layla's eyes saw and <laughs> Layla's eyes were faulty, clearly. <laughs> and so we see here that when we're walking in love, we have no need to judge one another. Um, Jesus said it best get the log out of your own eye before you try to remove the speck from your others. And dad told me, he said, should the blind lead the blind and they both fall into a ditch. So should I, why am I so concerned with what everybody else is doing or what they're not doing instead of looking at myself? What is it that I'm not doing that I should be doing? Or what is it that I am doing that I should not be doing? So if we're going to judge mommy, (laughs) (laughs) go ahead, carry on. (laughs) But we, we should always look at ourselves, look into the perfect law of liberty is what James tells us because when we are too busy trying to look at others, we look in the mirror and go away and immediately forget what kind of man or woman we are. And um, I want to remind you that the woman that you're supposed to be or the man that you're supposed to be is the one after God's image because that's how he created you in the beginning. He said, come, let us make man in our image and in our likeness, not come, let's let's make people in Layla's image, let's make people in Promise's image, but mm-hmm. it was in his image because his image is perfect without spot, wrinkle, blemish. It's flawless. And mm-hmm. so that would be the perfect um, casting mold, if you will, to fashion something else after. I have um, yet to see someone make a sculpture or a statue out of um, clay that had him. Um, impurities in it or fashion jewelry out of gold that wasn't the finest quality that had all these other elements in it to um, take away the value or degrade the the product that they're trying to sell so when we um, as we go through our lives and we come into contact with people always make sure that you're not looking at them to see what they're not doing right or what you think they should be doing, but look at yourself. Measure up and put yourself against 
the measuring rod of justice and God's word and see where you fall. And if you find that you are um, not as strong in some areas that you should be, bring it to the Lord and he'll strengthen you. Rest assured and guarantee that he will help you fix it. And then once you are in alignment and you have fulfilled God's word, then you can help others. Amen. Well, I do have to tell you, humans will try just about anything. So they right. do make flawed jewelry and statues and but the ones that actually things care. And, however, the time will reveal it, right? They, mm-hmm. The day will reveal what, what manner of work it is. But thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for letting the Lord minister to your heart. You created a word. Uh, you created a mental picture for me in that um when and and you you still notice it but it was it's probably an older thing so i may be revealing my age more but um if you were to take and print a document on a printer and then you were to take that document and make a copy of it on the copier part it doesn't look the same Mm -hmm. and we used to use what's called photocopiers which are very limited in use anymore Mm -hmm. Um, but you always had to try to find the original you always wanted to keep the original to make your documents from because they got so degraded Mm -hmm. the paper would actually start turning black around the edges Mm -hmm. especially made a copy of something multiple times which just didn't hold up and Mm -hmm. so the more images you made and the more copies you made from those older images or reproduced images Mm -hmm. the more distorted it got that's right and so Allowing God to make it is a much better way to mm-hmm. to make it happen. And it becomes distorted and polluted and ugly and dark mm-hmm. when we want to try to make it. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, when you, when you um, read from the Passions Translation, when, when you read the scripture for us, Dean, and the, the heading that you had was about diversity. Um, Unity in the midst of diversity. Unity mm-hmm. in the midst of diversity. And it, it brought to mind, it, it was a little bit of pop culture or present happenings in the U.S., if you will, compared. Like, when you look at, this is what God is talking about when he's like, I want you to be one, but I want you to also welcome in all that I've created the, and the way I want things done versus how the world tries to call unity and diversity, unifying around unrighteousness or ungodliness and diversifying yourself with things that don't represent Christ. And I just thought, wow, okay, Lord, I, I mean, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, it's it's on my radar that the enemy is always trying to make a counterfeit. But to be aware to avoid those things, but stay and hold fast to what's true. I just appreciated that, you know, a little bit of... Amen little bit from the Lord there, that, that message that he gave me. Like, no, let's stick to the, the truth. And the original copy, not a copy of the copy of the copy of the copy. And now you can't even read what it is. It's not legible or just a flat-out counterfeit. And what is the truth, honey? Mm-hmm. What is it? What is the truth, babe? Jesus. Says, exactly. He <laughs> okay. says, your word is truth. That's right. Exactly. And, and I love that... Um, Harmony in the midst of diversity, or unity in the midst of diversity. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, again, Jesus is a pattern example. Mm-hmm. Always demonstrates this. Mm-hmm. Um, or we can look at John 13, right, where he says, 
because let's let's discuss this first. In Romans, Paul is building upon the love commandment continually, right? This is the application part from chapter 12 through, I'll uh, say, at least halfway, approximately halfway through chapter 15. He's talking about application, what this looks like when we function as the Lord intended for us to function, which is in him, in his love, through faith, mm. right? In love. Emphasis on love. So <laughs> he begins 14, right? Because of all these these other things that he's been talking about with love, and this is what it looks like. He says, receive the one who's weak in faith, and but not to disputes over doubtful things, right? Again, Jesus gave this commandment in John 13. And a new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And I was also reminded of, of this back in Matthew 23. Now, there are woes to scribes and Pharisees given in this chapter. But it begins very very well in a very unique and loving way right jesus is speaking to the to the, the crowds the multitudes right and his disciples and he says the scribes and the pharisees sit in moses's seat and then he says this therefore whatever they tell you to observe that observe and do but do not do according to their works for they say and do not do. Isn't that the, the core and the crux of everything that we've been discussing here? Say what the Lord says to say and, and do what he says to do. Right? So we talk about, uh, and Dean, I love how in that, that translation it brought this up. <clears throat> Unity in the midst of diversity. He's saying, no, what they're saying is true, right? What they're saying is true. Why? Why is what they were saying to do true? Because they're reading it from the Word. They were reading the Word of God. So it is truth. His Word, your Word is truth, right? Mm -hmm. However, it makes the distinguishable difference. How we conduct ourselves. The actions can speak louder than the words, right? Which is why he pronounces woes to them. And Layla, you brought this up, right? It's still in the same chapter, Matthew 23. We'll read verses 23 and 24. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. And then he calls them blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. And Lil, you brought this up. Well, granted, with something, a conversation that we had, a discussion we'd had previously, right? But he says, "So the blind lead the blind, and they both fall into a pit." It's not just about the saying; it's also about the doing. That's why Jesus is our our example and our pattern, because he didn't just say what the Father said; he did what the Father did, and we are to do likewise. 
we are to do likewise. Why? Because we love the Father. And we love our neighbor as ourself. That fulfills the law and the prophets, right? The two greatest commandments. So I can give grace to someone, as you see that Christ did with the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes, who, let's not forget, were his biggest persecutor. They gave him the most opposition. They rejected him repeatedly to his face. While, as he, we just read, they were sitting in Moses' seat. Even though prophecy says, and, and by prophecy I mean the word of the Lord to Moses was, I will raise up a prophet like you from among the people. So let's, when we get down to the core of that, they were sitting in the Lord's seat. As opposed to letting the Lord be the Lord. And then getting in line with him. As Moses did, right? Moses was appointed a position. But it wasn't a ruling of his own self. Moses also spoke to the people what the Lord had commanded him. Yes? Mm-hmm. Jesus clearly did the same thing. And we are to do likewise. Mm-hmm. Now, when I look at this, um, as he's talking about unity, these are, these are the brethren that he's talking about. Amen. He's not talking about believers engaging with the world outside mm-hmm. who we don't have and put an expectation on that they should act like righteous ones because they're outside of the body. He's talking about the body how it treats itself, the body, <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the body of believers here. And um, it reminds me of Galatians 5, verses 6 and 7. Uh, let's take a peek at that. It says, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. Mm. You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? And verse 8 says, this persuasion does not come from him who calls you. So the, the thought process here that we are the body of Christ, every believer that names the name of Jesus Christ, every person that calls on the name of the Lord Jesus and subsequently is saved because that's what he's committed and promised to do. They are part of the body. And though we may be in different phases of our walk with him, we may have different um, anointings. We may have different callings. We may have different um, guidance from the Lord in certain things. Now he never violates his word. He doesn't, he doesn't um, taint or corrupt what he's already said. He doesn't do that because he's good. Um, And there's no shadow or, or variation in him. But like you were talking about in a previous podcast, Dean, you know, God may have said, you're not allowed to eat sugar for a while. You come and sit and this is what I want you to do. And that's my expectation. Now, because God told you not to eat sugar doesn't mean you have to come and rain on everybody else's parade and condemn them for eating sugar <laughs> and try to throw them out of the church and or at the physical collection, the congregating of the believers together, because God told you not to eat sugar. Love the people that are enjoying the sugar just like you 
<laughs> should be loved by those eating the sugar. There shouldn't be conflict or competition mm-hmm. between us because of that. Now, we should all as a body be adhering to the the foundation of who Christ is. Now, he's made that very clear. It's not in um, lewdness, revelries, uh strife envy drunkenness it's not in those things but it's in righteousness and peace and joy in the holy spirit we know that but these things that the lord is not um condemning us over let us love each other fully so that our work and our prayers won't be hindered that's Mm -hmm. important when we let strife in you can all but say goodbye to your prayers being answered because you're not walking in love we just read that in galatians Uh, Chapter 5, verse 6, for faith working through love. Your faith is hindered when you're not walking in the love of God. Which if you guys remember um, to the podcast we did before Christmas, we were talking about the simplicity of the word of God. And Mm -hmm. uh, looking back into uh, Romans chapter 13, verse 10, love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. If I walk in love, if I pursue love, then my faith is going to be effective. It's going to have a clear channel to work through. But if I forget to put on love, if I'm working in fleshliness, if I'm working in what I can accomplish with my own strength, I'm going to miss it. And by default, things are going to get in the way to interfere with the power of God flowing through my life and the grace that I'm looking for and the things that I want to achieve, even down to my prayers will be hindered when I start walking outside of love. So you see how it benefits us to go, okay, here's the love of God. That that's the key (laughs) that solves the whole puzzle. And the riddle is for me to be perfected and, and walking in love. Then I should think I would want to make that my business to do that. But how can I treat my, my brother appropriately if I don't have the love of God. Something you said, Layla, about um, when you start trying to strain at what's in everybody else's eye, when you start trying to be more concerned with them, usually that comes out of concern for yourself. Usually that arises when you get afraid that something you want, that you expect, that belongs to you is going to be interfered with, is going to be taken, or you're going to be harmed, or... Um, somehow Layla is going to be at a detriment and that's the direct opposite of the love of God, right? Yes. You can go right on over and look at first Corinthians chapter 13 and, and see all the things that love the love of God puts away from us so that the, the gift of God can flow freely through us. And you acknowledge in the, um, the, the scriptures acknowledge, like you can be speaking in tongues and you can be doing all these things. You can give away all your stuff. You can prophesy mm-hmm. and all of that. But it means nothing. It's nothing without the love of God. It looks good on the surface, but inside it's empty. It's vain. It's a cloud being blown by, um, blown by the wind without rain. But verse four on down says, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. It does not seek its own. A lot of that stuff you were talking about usually comes when you're looking out for yourself and you think somebody's going to get in the way of that. It is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. 
But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. As we deal with our brothers and sisters, what good is it for me to, to describe the mysteries of God, but then turn around and revile my brother and bite it and tear at them with my teeth and try to discredit them? How is that consistent with what God asked us to do? Well, it, I think we need to address the, the where they come from, right? We, mm-hmm. we have, right? But again, this is where we're talking about application, right? And, and Lil, I love how you, you brought yourself up as an example, right? Just And and we're not going to beat you down here, right? Oh, she knows that, honey. Uh, yes. Don't you, Layla? I just want to say it out loud, not just for her, but for the <laughs> listeners as well, right? Yep. Because well, in the example you gave, you're addressing other believers, other brothers and sisters in Christ, in the faith, right? And, and honey, you brought up Galatians. And uh, Galatians 5.19 helps us, helps define these works of the flesh, right? First John puts it in three categories, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Mm-hmm. But Paul in Galatians lists them as these. Now the works of the flesh are evident, starting in verse 19 which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Right? If we look at Romans, well, again, let's go back to chapter 12. He's saying, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. And he brings this up in the midst of addressing Christian conduct towards the brethren. Right? Towards the church. It says, and we read this in John 13, right? They will know you by this, your love for one another, right? They'll know we're his disciples by our love for one another. And also, we're instructed what? If you do see your brother in error, go to him. So I bring this up because we as the church, the body of Christ, has to examine ourselves, Right? Judgment first starts in the house. And, and so when you say that, you don't mean me going, hey, brother, I don't like what you're doing over there. From a public platform? Absolutely not. Right? But it says, go to your, if you see your brother in there, go to him. It doesn't mean I'm going to sit out from, from the tallest tower and blast you on every social media platform. Right? Because I'm not in agreement. Hmm. Right? But it's go to him. Let's Let's discuss this. Let's encourage and admonish and love you back to Christ and not condemn you. And, but I I also have to say with that, before you go and engage something like that, now God sent you that, that's fine. If God sent you, that's fine. But most of the time, if you're tempted to blast someone on something, I think you should probably go back and check your own heart and ask God, 
am I okay? Because that's the same likeness of I'm trying to get the speck out of your own eye, but ignoring the plank in Amen. my own. Absolutely. And I'm more concerned with what you're doing than what I'm doing. Because if, unless God prompted you and said, hey, I need you to go um, intervene in this. I need you. I, I, the Lord is asking you, not you feel exactly. it's your duty. The Lord is talking to you about this. Um, unless that's the case, but you find that you're angry with the person, you mm-hmm. feel incensed by something you're accusing and reviling their character, I would say. And we're not talking righteous okay. indignation. Okay, I would say, and that, that's not righteous indignation, that's personal indignation. Exactly, yes. I would say, come and talk to the Father first. If you see your brother in overtaken things. in a fault, come and seek the Holy Spirit first. Mm-hmm. Because he may have guidance, he may want you to pray, he may want you to speak, but he definitely want to make sure that you are the one that is judging yourself, yourself first. Amen. And then proceeding to go down that the pathway of what God has said is the right way to handle such things. Amen. And that was the, the point I was getting to with, with this discussion. I'm sorry. Darling. No, no. I'm glad that we both, both brought this out, right? Because this is needed in the body of Christ, right? The toe's not calling out the head and saying, hey, there's a fault and, and you need to address this and fix that and vice versa, right? But I'm accusing your character. On- exactly. Of not functioning correctly. Mm-hmm. But it's something that we need to address within ourselves first. When I was going through um, becoming a life coach, they said, just because you see something doesn't mean you say something. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's in life coaching. <laughs> well, it was Christian. Oh, was it? Okay. Coaches, I was yes. like, that's just a life coach. <clears throat> yeah. But, but, you know. Yeah, but still, it just. Yeah, so, I mean, that is in Christian counseling. So somebody's mm-hmm. come to you looking. Well, it's a counseling. Coaching. There's a difference coaching. between coaching Absolutely. and counseling. Yes, there yes. Is. Coaching. I'm a life coach, not a life counselor. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> somebody's coming to you looking to improve something, looking mm-hmm. to work with something, looking to deal with something. They're, they are looking for you to help them. Mm-hmm. But you have to seek the Holy Spirit. Amen. Just because you see something doesn't mean you say something. Mm-hmm. And, and in all things, even before you address it with them, right? Seek the Lord, right? Because we should only be saying what he says to say and doing what he says to do, mm-hmm. right? That, that goes to exactly in verse 4, right? Romans 14, 4. Who are you to judge another servant? To his own master, he stands or falls. In other words, that's between that person, that brother and sister in Christ, and the Lord. Mm-hmm. And the Lord will work it out, right? We're to love mm-hmm. them back to Christ, Amen. not condemn them back to Christ. I've never seen that work, right? That's why there's, there's even the natural saying, you catch more flies with honey. Mm-hmm. Why? Not saying the people of God are flies. That's not what I'm saying here, right? What I'm saying is the sweetness, and we should be diffusing the sweet, fragrant aroma of our Lord and Savior throughout the whole earth. It's the goodness of God that draws men into repentance. Amen. Amen. So let's pause there for today, because there's a lot to to take in and and to let the Holy Spirit minister to us. And by all means, if you have questions or comments or prayer requests or praise reports or something you want to share with us mm-hmm. you can always mm-hmm. always reach out to us either through our website at adayofprayer.org or directly through email at adayofprayer@yahoo.com. we'd love to hear from you we'd love to connect with you and just grow in christ together mm-hmm. just discuss more about him and his word mm-hmm. so we encourage you to do that and we're going to close there for today. So can I get a volunteer to please close out in prayer? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, just thank you for today, and I just thank you for allowing us to be inside of your midst. And 
Lord, I also just thank you for making us inside your image and no one else's. And mm-hmm. just making where we're conformed to you, not to this world. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.